Welcome to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we try to help you be helpful to other people. My name is Kate Watson, and I'm joined by one of my favorite humans, Matt. Um, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, and then and then I'll tell the world why you're one of my favorite humans from my perspective, but I'll turn it over to you. Thank you, Kate. And, and as you know, the feeling is, is highly mutual. Um, yeah, we've, we've had many exchanges uh, praising each other. So, <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, my name is Mats Hogmark, and I'm, I'm from Sweden. Uh, and I work as a physician. I'm a specialized in general uh, practice, family medicine, and I work in a primary health care uh, center in the countryside where I see patients on a daily basis and w- taking care of more or less everything from from the physical to the psychological and the men, women, children, elderly people and, and all of that. So that, that's my profession. And, and, and like you yourself, I'm also a trainer. So I try to um, teach others how to be more helpful to their clients and to their patients. So that is part of my profession. And then and on a more private uh, level, I, I, um, I have two daughters, one who is 18 years old, but now in, in France as an exchange student for a year. So it's, it's a bit sad. This is the first week without her. She'll be gone for a year. And then I have a 13-year-old as well, uh, two daughters. So, um, and they, they live with me every other week. And then the other week they're with their mom. Mm -hmm. And apart from that, in my free time, if, if, if there is such a thing as free time, I'm also involved in, in the political work. I I am a member of the liberal green party called the center party here in Sweden. And, and I'm engaged in the mainly now looking to, uh, work with, um, the, the regional politics which deals mostly with healthcare issues so so we, we have an election coming up in a couple of weeks so hopefully i'll some people will like me and they will will put a mark in in front of my uh, name on the on the board so we'll see <laughs> well let me let me help with that because we do have a little following in sweden so maybe if i say some kind things about you <laughs> We can get a couple more votes. I, I want to tell the world that Matt's is funny. Matt's is obviously kind. I mean, given the work that you do, I'm sure most people would assume that about you. <laughs> you are you are someone who is so dedicated to your values. And what you did not mention is that you are an excellent dancer, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> We need we need more people like you in this world. And I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a long time because you are a professional helper. Um, that it's not an accident when you're helpful to people, that you're you're really taking the time to consider how to how to show up for folks who you care about. And I was saying to you, you're you're not only a doctor who who sees patients one-on-one but you are really active in government. And so I think of you as someone who's helpful at a community level. 
And I, I guess I was just thinking, like, maybe you could talk about that a little bit, like some of the differences between mm-hmm. helping people one-on-one versus trying to make a, a, an impact in a larger way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that, that's uh, that's an interesting um, question, actually, because uh, in, in my in in my work as a physician, there is a of course, there is mainly working one-on-one, me and the patient, or perhaps me, uh, the patient, and a family member. Uh, so there's the, uh, small groups of, of people that I work with in every single meeting. Uh, but but in in um, as a as a trainer, for instance, like like yourself, as a trainer, we meet with groups of healthcare professionals for instance maybe 20 people or so you try to you meet with that group trying to make them become better at their one-on-one meetings so uh, that is something that i like because you can feel that maybe that has a larger impact for more patients Uh, if i can make 20 healthcare professionals become better at listening to their patients and communicating with their patients and that might have a a big big impact on hundreds of individual meetings Um, and and i like i like that thought yeah Uh, of course and and then i mean getting um, involved in organizations i mean you and i've been organizing international conferences together uh, that is also actually, I think, apart from it was really fun to do it together. Uh, it's also a way of trying to help people. I mean, downstream, you you will organize a conference for three three hundred and fifty people. They come and they interact. They learn new things. They go back to their respective uh, cities and countries and sort of spread the word about what's about the news that they've received so that that is also a way of helping on a larger scale i think through through organizational work you i'd never thought of it that way before and now you've got me imagining visually like a a ladder of sorts mm-hmm. where like you know i'm and you can see me using my hands the listeners will not be able to see this <laughs> but but i'm kind of motioning toward the bottom rung of the ladder the bottom step and that may be helping one person at a time. Um, a person you see in your community falls down, you help them up, something like that. And then the next step up is helping people who may help that person. And, yeah. and then training the people who may become trainers someday. And, mm. and, and you know, the, the ladder goes up and up and up in all the different ways that our help kind of, um, you know, I think you even said moves downstream. Did you say that or did I think yeah, I of did. it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a great thought that that there are there are ways that we could help the world that then spread. Um yeah. and, and it's a positive spread. You know, after after two years of a pandemic where we're so concerned about things being contagious, this yeah. is the kind of thing that you want to be contagious. Yeah, no vaccines against this. No, no. <laughs> no, no, that's right. The thing you may give a little less time to may even be having the same or, or even a larger impact yes. than some things that we give a lot of time to. And, yeah. and I, I might, I might ask the listeners to think about that in their own lives. You know, there may be 
Maybe there's a person in your life who you feel you give a lot of time to, to try to help this person. And that's wonderful. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. And maybe you, you spend a little less time in your lives doing things that actually have a, a great impact. Um, and so to think about the reach of your, the help that you provide the world may be an interesting thought exercise for a lot mm-hmm. of people. I'm thinking about this podcast that you've been making now for, what is it, seven seasons? Uh, I think I've listened to every episode. I, I know I've listened to every episode. <laughs> you <laughs> are I mean, officially the biggest fan that we have. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan. Yeah. No, but, but, but I mean, a, a thing like this, a, a podcast like this, uh, I mean, you don't have millions of listeners, but you do have, you have a number of listeners and people that come, keep coming back listening every week. And, and if, if somebody, if 10 people every week get some really new, uh, like insights from listening to this, you have changed these 10 people and maybe they will go tell somebody else about what they've learned. And I mean, so that, 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 I mean, I know this takes some time for you, but this is not what you do most, what you spend most of your professional life with. So this is a side thing for you, but it has a big impact. So, so I, yeah, it was a good, that, good thing that you said so because i mean the majority the vast majority of my time i see patients one-on-one and and each of those meetings are important i mean sometimes i do a lot of good sometimes perhaps i don't i mean i'm and and that's just the way it is i but but um if i if i take four hours off and deliver a training to uh, 10 or 15 or 20 people then that's not a lot of time, but it could actually be quite beneficial for many people. Yeah. You know, I'm also thinking about how people who listen to this podcast might relate to this that we're talking about, even if they're not trainers, even if they're mm-hmm. not involved in government, um, but how could they connect to this? And I, I, I know that, that some of the people who are drawn to the podcast are uh, parents or friends or spouses mm. who are worried about someone and they listen to the podcast because they're thinking, oh, I'm just really trying to help my 15 year old son, or they listen to the podcast because they're really trying to help their, their best friend who's struggling. Mm. And, and I would encourage everyone who's tuning in with like a person in mind who you really want to help to think about the groups that person belongs to and how you might have an impact there. So just an example that I'm thinking of, let's say you're a parent and you're really worried about your 15 year old son who's struggling. Maybe he seems lonely or isolated, something like that. Yes, you could invest a great amount of time trying to sit down with your son and saying, can I help you? I would like to help you. I want to be there for you. Or could maybe the family be a group? And as a family, the whole family decides we, we want to make some changes in our lives. We want to do things differently. And is there a way to just work with the group of a family in a way that kind of lifts everybody up mm-hmm. rather than, you know, further isolating the person who you think needs help by mm-hmm. saying, you, you're the one I need to help. I wonder if there are ways to, to, to support people in groups that maybe we all miss out on from time to time. Yeah. Could, and could you even, um, with, with that example of, of the 15-year-old son, could you even uh, involve his friends 
in in that group to make them part of uh, trying to see how can we how can we be better with each other how can we uh, yeah help of course each other yeah yeah why not it seems seems like a a missed opportunity if we if we invest so much time on sitting him down on his bed and saying we need to talk when yeah. like maybe maybe there's a group approach that could be impactful <laughs> yeah and and i'm thinking um uh, when when you when you brought up that example i could i could feel as as a, a parent myself to 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 uh, two teenagers now that it's very uh easy to jump on that um uh problem and see well i need to do something about it when we need to do something about it and then sit sit down with that that 15 year old and 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 then i'm thinking about something that you've been talking on the podcast before and that you and i also talk about in in our trainings that we call it the writing reflex the, the 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 need that you feel the need to fix somebody and and um trying to sort of sit on your hands and just well don't jump on it and 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 because maybe that's not what what your 15 year old wants to talk about at this very moment yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and 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 holding back that writing reflex is a good thing in most parts but it's a difficult thing to do when you are very much involved yourself i mean you're if, if it's your own child or if it's your own if it's your spouse or your parent or something or it's more difficult to stay um, um stay stay i mean detached from from the problem because you are also part of you're you're so emotionally engaged in it yeah you're invested very much so and if i mean for instance in my line of profession i of course i I care a lot about my patients but if they don't want to do what i think they should do it in at the end of the day it's actually not my problem (laughs) Uh, correct it sounds harsh it sounds harsh but it, it it's not going to affect my personal life. I, I will, of course, I will think, oh, it's too bad that they didn't do what I suggested them to do. But but it's actually up to them. So it's it's easier to stay stay cool in those moments. Oh, I like that you're calling it staying cool because <laughs> um, I, I think very often we use words like boundaried, but I, I think that's one of those terms that not a lot of people really understand. And so I'm trying, I'm always searching for a better word. I like stay cool. Yeah. <laughs> stay cool. Um, and you're right. You know, when we say things like, well, it's not really my problem, it might sound a little harsh, but there's something so healthy about it because when you're able to stay cool, um, we, we become less attacking on people. We, we, we actually can help them better when we remember that their health is their health and my body is my body and their problems are their problems and mine are my own. Um, that we're, we're actually just in a better place to be helpful if we can do that. It's, yeah. it might initially feel harsh or even sound harsh, but the outcome tends to be a much better one. Mm. And, and in a professional role for me, I mean, I have some uh, specific um tools that I try to use with my patients um, in order to try to understand them better. So, so what I actually, what I literally do in an almost every one-on-one meeting with my patients, one of the things that I do is that I actually ask them, so what are your expectations 
on for for me in this uh, consultation or or I ask them so what what do you hope to get out of this meeting and or sometimes I even say so how can I be of help to you or how do you think that I could be helpful to you or or something along those lines and that is a very good thing to ask people sometimes they don't they get a little bit perplexed and like they say well why well, you should know <laughs> because you're the doctor but but, but and so then I'll have to back and, and try to rephrase that. But but in something along those lines, it's good to ask because some people they they just want to they they say, well, I just want to know that it's not not, not something bad or dangerous. Or and other people they say, I want prescriptions for this medication, or I want an X-ray, or so, I mean, it's good for me to know, and then I can help them with what they need to help help with. Or, uh, or not help them with that because maybe it's not the right thing for them. But I know what they, what to, um, what expectations that I ha- they have. And if if they say I, I need an X-ray, uh, or if they don't say that I want an X-ray, maybe I don't even have to talk about the X-ray because I don't think they need one, and they don't, they're not asking for it. So, mm. so, so that is a very good tool. And and this has been a long way of saying that it's more difficult to do that in uh, private relationships. Yes. Yes. Um, I sometimes wish you did that more asking that 15 year old. So how can I be helpful to you? My, my son. Yeah. But maybe, maybe you don't do that because you're not as cool in those conversations. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because you listen to the podcast, you know, I, I always try to give it a name and I'm I'm so tempted to name this episode. Be cool. <laughs> be cool. Um, but I, I I probably won't because I think there's a much bigger meaning to this conversation than just yeah. that. Uh, I, I really think we're talking about impact, uh, yeah. small, medium, large, whatever the size, but mm. there's, there are different ways to make an impact. Yeah. Um, Sorry, and- may I just say be, be cool is different from be cold. Ah. <sighs> Well, Isn't see, it? See now, now I'm even more tempted to call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. because I mean, if 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 you um, because you you don't want to come across as as cold or flat or not interested or uh, not engaged, because because you're not. I, I'm not. I'm, I am all of those things. I, I want to know more. I want to help, but I also need to sort of make sure that i i stay on a on the right level in, in in relationship to my patient so to be cool but not to be cold yeah i uh I, i'm trying to sort out the, the the temperature metaphor here because <laughs> it's actually very confusing the way we say cool um yeah. because there's really nothing temperature cool <laughs> about being cool it's it's actually a very warm way to interact with someone because it's very engaging to be so calm and relaxed, um, but we call it cool. So yeah. whatever that means. Yeah, maybe, um, cal- maybe calm is a good way, like you just said. So cool, calm. Yeah, yeah. But, but the other word we use, which is so funny, is chill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. A language, is, language is very strange. Um, but cool and chill are words I would use to describe what we're talking about. And yet when you are cool and chill, you can often be very emotionally warm. So it's confusing. There is, 
this um, movement uh, in, in healthcare in, in some places that to, 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 instead of asking people, what's the matter with you? <laughs> instead, you ask them what matters to you because then you know what, what is important to you in life. And if somebody says, well, it's really important for me to, uh, to um, be able to go out running and, and they present with a knee that it's really, they are hurting in their knee, then you understand that, well, if, if your knee is hurting, then maybe you can't do the thing that matters to you, which is running. So then I know that probably I need to try to help them with that bad knee. Yeah. And, and, and you can have a patient that, that is a smoker and if you ask them what matters to you and they will say well well i my grandchildren matter to me a lot i want to see them graduate from high school and and um, so that could be a way in in trying to talk about about maybe to quit smoking and, and things like that so instead yeah. of asking what's wrong with you then ask what is important for you in, in life i i am aware that that is a, a shift in healthcare mm-hmm. In, in Europe, it's not really catching on here in the United <laughs> States, but, but um, that's outside my control. But what I, what I wonder is if there's an opportunity to try that same approach with that 15 year old in your home who's struggling mm. rather yeah. than what's the matter with you? Why do you play <laughs> video games all day long? What's wrong with you? We might ask what, what matters to you? Uh, mm. What feels important? And you might discover that what matters is this 15 year old wants to feel safe and outside the home where there are bullies and gangs and drugs, it doesn't feel safe. What matters to me is feeling safe. So I sit in my room and play video games. Yeah. That's really different than just mm. coming in and saying, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you out with your friends right now? Mm. No, when you said that now, uh, I, 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 for a little while, I was that 15-year-old, and, and mm. I felt, when you said that, what's, what's wrong with you? I, I immediately felt, well, I don't want to talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you shifted and you said, so what matters to you? Was, then I, I immediately I felt, wow, this, this, this is a conversation I, I, I could actually have with you. So it, it, does, it does matter how we, uh, how we formulate. Words are important, and the way we present them is, is very important. You know, and I'm going to try to bring this full circle here, but <laughs> you also are involved in your community, trying to make mm-hmm. change to society. And uh, Matt, I won't pretend to understand politics in Sweden because I don't understand them in the United States, but I don't think we do enough of asking what matters to you. We are often very divided and one side looks at the other side and says, What's wrong with you? Yeah. What yeah. What's the matter with you? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if we could get a little further with big societal change if we better understood each other and what matters. I think there are some folks who vote very differently than I do, and they have real concerns that shouldn't be dismissed. Now, the way they show those concerns terrifies the hell out of me (laughs) it's it's it keeps me up at night Matt. but it doesn't mean that their fears are silly it doesn't mean that their desires or what matters to them is silly what matters to them is quite important i just don't like the way that they go about getting it um but i wonder if if in your work in 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 government in activism 
if there's if there's space for this question, what matters to you? Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> and and uh, actually, uh, tomorrow, as since we have an election campaign going on tomorrow, uh, me and uh, a colleague in my party, we're going to go around knocking on people's doors. We've we we have prepared them, so we put out notes in their in their mailboxes saying that we will be coming around. Uh, and I mean, it's up to them if they want to open the door or not, of course. But so one of the things that we try to do is is doing just that to to tell them who we are, where we come from, what, uh, and and then we ask them. So how do you? What is important for you here in in the city where we live? Is there anything that? that you feel we could do better. We, I mean, when we say we, we as politicians, uh, and, and how, how even sometimes we try to say, so is there anything you would like to uh, contribute with? Mm-hmm. So, but, but really asking them what matters to you. It's in, instead of going there and saying, hi, we're from this party and we think this is important and this is how we want to solve these problems. And uh, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, rather listening to them, trying to elicit from them thoughts and ideas and, and concerns for sure because just like you say i mean uh, we have a, i i am familiar with american politics and and we do have a similar um, unfortunately we do have similar um, tendencies also here in in most european countries and and uh, and and i i i'm not too happy about it but i also realize that it comes from people are concerned about things in society about how things are going and 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 um, they feel perhaps that their way of life is is threatened and all that and then you need to listen to that and and maybe try to uh, by, just by listening by making sure that and also um, making sure that people feel understood and and there are techniques for doing that um also perhaps telling them that we also share your concerns and and but we have perhaps similar we have different ways of dealing with these problems than the party that you are leaning towards not all but most political differences can be described that way which is we care about the same thing we ultimately want the same thing we have different ideas about how to get that thing yeah. most most divisions among us i think can be described that way not all i mean i live in a country where a lot of people don't believe that the climate is changing so yeah. we we don't really want the same thing <laughs> we're not really working toward the same thing mm-hmm. um and so there are some exceptions of course but i think in many cases if we could understand what matters to you we might find out actually that matters to me too Um, And I can't promise you that my solution to that problem is the solution that you like, but, but we, we might actually have many of the same concerns. So, so one thing that I've noticed in, uh, in, in talking to to people in in the city I live uh, about political issues, and sometimes they will come up to me and they, we are wearing shirts with the name of our party and they will say, well, I'm not going to vote for your party. They say, <laughs> okay. I say, so well, that, that's up to you. I mean, it's, I, I hope you're going to vote at least. And and everybody says we have a high, uh, high voting rate here in Sweden, which is very good. So, so we can all agree on that. It's important to go to vote. And, and, and uh, often what I do is, so I say, so, but how come you are um, so, um, 
engaged in 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 that other party what what is it that attracts you with with how they see things and and then we we listen and we talk and then after a while i mean the whole um, atmosphere becomes quite uh, friendly and 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 less aggressive and i mean they're not probably they're not going to change and vote for my party after that conversation but at least we have shown each other that we are both we we both share a lot of both concerns and and aspirations for for how our society should be shaped in the future and maybe we have different paths going there but i i i believe that those conversations are worth having even if you're not changing anyone's mind at least not in the short term but maybe in the long run you can actually change somebody's mind but just by being friendly and open and showing them that you are available and and willing to try to understand us at least if i immediately would say that well i think your party is a really stupid party then well that's definitely not going to be the end of the conversation no, I, I, I'm laughing because I can't even imagine you saying that. But um, <laughs> but it was it was fun to imagine you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> you have a stupid party. Yeah. Um, no, I I couldn't agree with you more that you know as we've been talking about impact, you know the the impact that you make may not be that you've changed someone's vote, but there was still an impact. There was still an impact. You you still showed a person that you're not a monster. You're not the enemy that you're a normal person who's friendly and kind and approachable. And we could talk again in the future if ever you'd like to, but you don't have to hate me. Um, you don't have to vote for me, but you don't have to hate me. Mm. And I think that's an important impact that does have um, uh, maybe a greater impact in the long run than just a single vote that you might've turned. Yeah. Be- because I mean, some how you need to acknowledge that even if we are com- the completely opposite sides of the political spectrum, we are both human beings. We both live in the same city in the same country, and we both want to live decent lives for ourselves and for our families and for our friends. And at least that we have in common. So, yeah, I really yeah. do believe basically everyone wants that, right? It's hard to imagine someone who would say, don't speak yeah. for me on that issue. It, it yeah. seems like, yeah, we, we kind of just all want decent lives for ourselves and the yeah. people we care about. Yeah. And then, of course, there is, it is difficult with when someone expresses, I mean, clearly racist views or um, like you mentioned climate change. If somebody says, well, I don't believe, believe in climate change, um, it, it's hard to, to tackle those things. But then again, you, if, if somebody says that, I know I'm not going to be able to convince that person. So I might just say, so you don't believe in climate change. How, how come? It's, it's just, I think it's really good to um, to talk to each other, to talk to other people about how we talk to other people, mm. <laughs> to have that conversation going. And, and how, how do you do when you, how do you do it when you talk to others about helping? And, and I mean, we need to learn from each other and, 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 We've done that now for half an hour, you and I. I think I've learned a lot, and I think you've learned a, a, a whole lot of things as well. And hopefully, the listeners will do it. So, yeah. the, these conversations are, I think, they're important. I think so too. You, you know, when you said we've been doing this for a half an hour, I really thought you were going to say you and I have been doing this for years in the time uh, that we, we have each other. <laughs> we have. We we have had these conversations for years because I have known you for many years. 
And at the same time, think of how much we covered in just a half an hour. Um, And I think that's important for the listeners to realize is that taking even just a half an hour to pause and, and think about how we talk to people, there's so much that can be covered in a brief amount of time. Um, not everyone has access to trainings like, you know, you and I will give long trainings, a few hours long, or sometimes even a few days long. Not everyone gets to attend something like that. And so even 30 minutes just to check in on, you know, how we approach people, how we ask questions, um, can go such a long way. So thank you mm-hmm. for doing this with me. And, and I, I may, if you're interested, ask you to come on again, especially after the election, maybe there'll be more to add. <laughs> thank you, Kate. It's been, uh, it's been a really uh, pleasure to be here with you as always. So thanks a lot. Since that day I live in